and welcome to Zenial Mom Podcast, episode 15. I'm Amy. And this is Carrie. And this is our All Things Thanksgiving episode. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. We're excited, our first holiday. Just to let everyone know. Yes. Amy totally had an almost senior moment. She did not know this was episode 15. I can't believe we're on 15 already. We just keep... Uh, we just keep trucking along, Yeah, right? we keep just cranking out the episodes. <laughs> I mean, it's our weekly excuse to get together, though we usually make time for we, each other. We try to. Oh, man, every day on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> messenger. back and forth. Oh, my gosh. And we do have our kiddos here today. Yes, and I know mine is very wound up because we had dance this morning yep. and basketball. Yes, so, so she's, she's on the verge, but I think she'll be fine. Hopefully. And so, we might have guest appearances. Yes. I t- well, I told her she's good. If she's good. Okay. But of course, I'm going to let her on anyway. So of it's course. kind of some flimsy motivation. Yes. And we'll, I think she knows it. Yep. We'll bring in some the girls at the end to, uh, we have some holiday questions for them for Thanksgiving. So we'll see what kind of unprompted responses we get. Give us some childlike <laughs> generation alpha perspective yeah so first of all quickly how was your week before we delve into too much food talk and making me hungry it was a busy week i feel like just normal stuff and um friday we saw frozen which i'm jealous i do want to see it sometime in the theater i definitely think it's worth seeing okay so it's worth seeing. The music, though, animation, I think, was better. Animation was better. Storyline was deeper, but the kids okay. were still mesmerized. Still liked it. Okay, but the music. The music was good, but it's hard. The first one is more catchy. That how do you top that? How do you top "Let It Go"? But the good. You... <laughs> okay, the good news is there is no song like "Let It Go" in the second one. Okay. So I think we're stuck with "Let It Go," but okay. It's... But still, nice music though. Yes. I mean, the writers, I believe, have written Broadway musicals, so... Right. They're... they're, they're It's just, how do you top it? That was just a once in a blue moon kind of great song, you know? And I feel like the story wasn't necessarily meant to be like a trilogy or whatnot. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So they had to come up with a new story. Mm -hmm. And it's... I mean, they waited seven years, so you know they didn't rush it. Holy cow, has it been seven years? 2012, I believe, is when Frozen came out. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was before my daughter was born, and she was born in... Wow. 2014. And see, I didn't get on the bandwagon until about a year after it came out, Mm -hmm. was when I first saw it. I saw it at home for the first time, um, not in theaters. So, wow. I can't believe it's been... No, I think, I mean, it's hard. Sequels are hard, but I still think it's worth seeing. I told my daughter at school on Friday that if she behaved herself, we'd see it on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that we would make these frozen-themed cookies Friday sure. night. And then during the day Friday, I thought, I'm just, I want to see it. I'm going to buy the tickets. <laughs> and Good. so I did. And I'm like, please let there not be an email from her teacher saying she acted up, which oh. there wasn't. Good. Good. And then my daughter gets home, and she was all excited to make cookies. I go, oh, but I got tickets to see it tonight. And then she got mad, because she was thought, we're making cookies. You said we were going oh, tomorrow. Oh, you pull the switch on Because you know kids and their <laughs> routines. But luckily, yeah. I pull out I pull out her tablet, pull up the trailer, and I go, watch this. And she did. I go, so you want to go see it? And she said, yeah. I'm like, okay, Perfect. let's go. Good. So I'm glad you did that. And she wrapped up basketball season today, too. Yes, but they yeah. might do another season in January. Oh. Like a short, it was more like a month-long clinic. Yeah, it was a pretty, because yeah. did they even have one game at that age level? Or no. was it just all practice? They kind of 
split the team up in two and had a game today a little bit. Oh, good. And they had a huddle with both teams, and my daughter stole the ball and ran off and ran over <laughs> to me with the ball. It's like that age, pre-KK. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, oh, God. So, yeah, it's just busy, and we have this short week coming up. It throws me off because we don't get Fridays a holiday where I work, so... And I'm not here, you know, I'm at my sister's place, so it's hard for me to be like, nope, I gotta, I gotta go over and work on Friday. It doesn't really work for me. See, that's where I'm, I'm thankful. I do have Friday as a holiday. It's nice, yeah. Very few holidays. Speaking of the workplace. Yes. On Facebook, I've been seeing this whole, apparently, millennials have, this is generational warfare in the oh, workplace. Oh boy, Okay. That it's been a thing of millennials and, I don't know, Generation Z to, like, talk down to the older people saying, okay, boomer. Where did this originate from? Like, what was the first occurrence of this? I, I don't know I that. see it now. Okay, while well, you're but talking about it, But it's like, funny. I Well, I'm just, you know, we're Xennials, but you and I are officially Generation X Xennials. Right. So, my little bit of Generation X cynicism is just like, wait a minute. First off, because the... the headline is that talking down to an older wor- worker saying okay boomer could get you fired because it's age discrimination yeah but I, the cynical generation x in me is like wait how is this any different than boomers talking down up to millennials all the time for being young yeah and oh that's just so, such a millennial thing exactly so of them. i had that but then i'm thinking but because even though Boomers have been talking down to millennials at the same time. Two wrongs don't make a right. Yep, that's true. So I'm just sitting here. I'm just here like I'm Gen X and I'm just like rolling my eyes at both generations. Like, get over it. So apparently, I I just looked it up. Apparently, this has been around for several years and it's just now becoming... Widespread? Yeah. Apparently, the first known use of it was on a Reddit thread back in September 2015. Okay. When they're uh, retorting um, to to you know to to a boomer, and then it just started picking up, and then in 2018 even more, and so it it was it they said it wasn't spread widely until January 2019 when another meme, meme creator basically turned it into a meme and started posting it around. So this has actually been around for quite some time, which is surprising. But apparently now it can get you fired. Now it can get you fired, which, okay, so... I... Call me... Call me... Maybe it's, it's a cynical Gen X, but part of me just thinks both generations need to grow a thicker skin. Yeah. I mean, I used to do politics, and I'm not delving into politics per se, but I was the head of a young group. Yes. And, of course, maybe I am calling out what party I'm in. When I started getting involved in politics, I was by far the youngest person in mm-hmm. the room by decades. And I did get a lot of grief. Oh, what does she know? She's so young. And here I am trying to fight for the ideals of the youth, you know, right. trying to bring some youth you, to the party. Exactly. And, you have a new perspective on things, which doesn't you know, make it wrong. So I have felt that in my life, but maybe that's made me hard because I had nobody. And I'm female on top of it. Not sure. that I believe in playing the female card. I just remember... There was, I had a counterpart in our state party. He was male. <laughs> yeah. Which he's a great guy, don't get me wrong. I'd like to think, you know, um, we're on friendly terms and stuff. But yeah. I could get up and say, I single-handedly elected the president of the United States. And people like, yeah, whatever. And then he could get up and say the littlest thing. And everybody would be like, yeah, he 
So you had to try age and yeah, being a female in politics is that can be another topic. Yeah, in the future, like raising daughters and how to be a stronger, strong. Yes, yeah, so it's definitely a topic when you talk about. Some but I guess after all those years, part of me is like everybody. You're going to be too young for some people, and you're going to be too old for other people. Right, and it's like just get over it. Exactly. And maybe it's because of Generation X, we're so small in numbers that we're never going to be the ruling generation. You know, we oh, got the boomers. Numbers. That's a good question. The boomers were always the big generation ahead of us. Okay. The millennials are the big generation behind us. Huh. And I remember reading an article, and I, I this was in passing a long time ago, so I don't even have the article. And it was about the generations in the workplace and some millennial comments saying Gen X hasn't, contributed anything interesting which is not true i mean mark true. zuckerberg's a gen x like there's right. a lot of gen it's just we're quieter about it nose down work hard but which is funny because that's that's a boom a boomer trait too so. no i feel like boomers <laughs> are very me 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 yeah, pay attention to me i do i we I need to do some more do. research on this generational thing because i'm curious now because i had no idea that we were kind of sandwiched in between these two look where the oh, filling you... oh come on sandwich. haven't you seen the meme on facebook where they show the breakfast club sitting there and they say for everybody that hates the boomers and the millennials is a generation in between that hates you both oh not that i'm saying we should hate anybody this is more nope, tongue-in-cheek nope, but sometimes as a gen x you feel that way because you know yeah you get the boomers complaining about the millennials you get the millennials complaining about the boomers and we're like and we're, we're like just kind of like child. <laughs> we're just like hello nobody pays attention to us generation x and yeah we're the we're the invisible middle child trying to keep the peace carry That's yes we are we are as both gen x and as zennials even more so we kind of bridge there so we're, we're the cozy filling in the middle of the sandwich. And it is just funny, though, because even though I, I fully buy into Zennial since we have a podcast by of that course. name, because there are some people that don't buy into it. No, I, I do buy into right. it, but if I have to choose between Millennial and Gen X, my loyalty oh, is Gen, Gen X. Because I'm, I'm a 70s baby. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I was born during the Carter administration. Oh, my gosh. That's how old we are. I can't. I I don't want to think about that today. Today's a I'm youthful day. (laughs) (laughs) So So, this is the big and fancy. Our first. Amy said this should be a special episode. It's our special Thanksgiving holiday episode. A very zenial Thanksgiving. A very zenial Thanksgiving. I love it. So we're going to talk about all things Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So first off, what time of day do you eat your big meal? Wow, we're delving right we're into We're going the, right into it. I got the details here. My family and both sides of my family tended to do this. We eat early at like noon, which I okay. personally feel too early. Yeah. But my family does. I feel like you should give yourself a couple more hours to cook. Mm-hmm. But when we had Thanksgiving, when Brian was still alive in New York, we ate more around three. Okay. Three or four. Yeah. Was, and we had some appetizers throughout the day. But... I don't think my mother liked it very much because they showed up later, like shortly before the meal. Oh, boy. No, see, I- I'm with you because we'll have a late breakfast. We'll have been cranking on food all day long. We aim for one, but usually it's around two, closer to two when we eat. And then you don't really need much more than, you know, perusing the fridge at <laughs> six or seven at night because you've been eating all day long. But yeah, appetizers maybe around noon. 
whole meal on the table by two. That way you're not having to get up super early either to get everything ready. Well, I'm not doing it this year because I'm very out of shape, but um, where I have Thanksgiving, there's a morning turkey trot. And it would be nicer to have a little bit more time later because I I do most of the cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I would do the turkey trot and then come right home. Mm -hmm. Come right back to my, my brother's and get everything done but I, I make it happen I, I mean I do some of the prepping the night before like yeah. I make the stuffing the night before that way it's ready to go right into well you're anti into the bird I'm pro we'll talk about the bird. that one too let me write that down stuffing okay <laughs> we'll get there and the pies yeah and you know what can be assembled ahead yes, of time I lost if you do ahead of time yeah I do think this year um I don't know we bridging into prep Prep. So yeah, how much prep do you do? So you're you're preparing and you have for several years now. Mm-hmm. You've done all the Thanksgiving. My dad sauce. does the turkey. Okay. My mother might do her gluten free gravy. I okay. do pretty much everything else. Okay. I make the pies. I and how many people over the past I don't know half dozen years or so? How many people do you typically feed at Thanksgiving? I would say. Gosh, when Brian was alive, it was Brian, myself, my brother, my parents, and Maddie, my daughter, who was a baby at the time. Right. Then when, after Brian died, we were in Massachusetts, or not, we were at my brother's halfway, it was about halfway mm-hmm. in New Hampshire, and it was my my immediate family, my parents, my brother, Maddie, yeah. me, and then my grandmother and my Aunt Mary. And it's pretty much the same crowd, except my grandmother has since passed. So there's so six of us. Six of you. But Maddie's okay. older now, so she kind of eats. She eats. Actually, she's, she's five, and the girl's an eating machine. But the way she jumps around oh and my gosh, she's into so everything, busy. I mean, I guess she needs the caloric you intake to keep going. She's so active. She definitely needs it. So you're doing about half dozen, which, granted, with the, but with do the I number cook? of dishes, that's do I cook? a lot. <laughs> but I cook for probably like 12 to 15. Of course. <laughs> that's the way you have to do it. You want the leftovers. Um, I know ours jumps all over the place. Typically, we're with my sister and her family, and um, we'll go anywhere from like nine or ten of us to um, one of my favorite memories, which we'll get to, all the cousins were there, which was like closer to 18, 20 people. So it's all over the place, but we always have at least double the food necessary. Mm-hmm. And for us, of course, cooking nine to 20, anywhere in between there, uh, it's all hands on deck for cooking. Mom brings stuff, I bring stuff, Carrie has stuff, her mother-in-law has stuff, and we just all bring it together. And you know, we have vegetarian cousins, so if they come, they bring some vegetarian stuff. The other cousin likes to keep us in the booze, so she'll bring the booze and do cocktails. So it's it's an all hands on deck effort. Yeah, it's I do most of the cooking, but I'd rather have it that way. Yeah, I like it. It's a it's um it's my it's my I've just always wanted to do, be the cook, and when Brian was sure. still alive, he liked to do the cooking. Okay. So yeah, for for us, I get it done. I get it done. I yeah. I am. I think I'm gonna bring the crock pots this year, and that way I can kind of That's, make the mashed potatoes, keep them yep. warm, stir them enough that they don't get a coating. Yeah. That's what my sister's done the last you know, years. That way, helpful. it um, there are some things I'm going to have to like roast before the turkey, while well, the turkey's yeah. setting. Um, the squash. I think I'm going to make sweet potatoes. I'm the only one that eats them. There's a lot of things. Oh, I'm the only one that eats, but I make it anyway. You just make Green a Green bean quantity. casserole. Yeah. 
yeah with the can one year I might maybe I'll try to do something a little more fancy but yeah for for us it's it's also the camaraderie of cooking together in the kitchen too it's big in my family and that's just something that my mom's side of the family we've grown up with my grandmother was the one doing the cooking before and we would pitch in help. So it's just one of those, we're in the kitchen all day long together kind of things. Honestly, I'm like, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> get out of my way. No, we like it. Just it's, stop. It's Let me do this. Yep. So dishes. So list off what's on your, oh, your list that you are going to I'm going to write this as I'm saying it. Okay. See if I get everything. We have turkey. Yep. Mashed potatoes, which I make Pioneer Woman's mashed potatoes. Nice. Lots of cream. Oh, yeah. I've been Which, all the sour cream. Hers is cream cheese. Yeah. Creamer, butter, lots of butter. But the thing is, I think, like, my mother will make mashed potatoes with chicken broth. And it's like, no, like, potatoes, I, huh. the kind of cook I am, I'm nerdy. I even have a cookbook about the science of cooking. It needs a fat in it. You need fat yes. so the starches don't break down. I can see where that chicken broth would add flavoring of a sort, but you need the fats in it. I feel like it's Thanksgiving. You don't need to worry about being low fat. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, true. My it's clothes true. are tight right now. I really do need to go on a diet, but there's. Yep. I know this is not the week to do it. Healthy eating. This not diet. Healthy eating. I know, but this isn't the week <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. So, but I also know if you heat the cream and everything, you're supposed to heat it too, so it doesn't shock the potatoes. Okay. So I'm very science based with my. I cooking. love it though. Like I'm, I'm very. That. Brian would always say I'm more of a baker because baking is more science. Baking is science. You're right. I'm very scientific about it, but we make mashed potatoes. I make stuffing best to how I remember Brian's process. Okay. Which he would start with the Pepperidge Farm crumpled, and then we put in bacon. And two kinds of crumble sausage. We put one of the tubes of hot and one of the tubes of either sweet or regular wow. to kind of add dimension to it. Stuffing. A lot of meat. Wow. That's more like meat than stuff. It's a meat dish. I get a lot of stuffing too. And then we have a lot and I end up having to throw some away. But Yeah. Um, so we nice. do, I make green bean casserole with the canned crab. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making sweet potatoes for me. Okay. Um, we do like a... Um, cut up squash, roasted oh, nice. butternut okay. squash. We do just frozen heat up with corn and peas. Okay. Cranberry sauce in the can. Which we're going to get to too. Yeah. Canned cranberry sauce. I'm going to make my grandmother's rolls from the Westinghouse cookbook. Nice. The cloverleaf rolls. Oh, yeah. Which unfortunately I had to buy shortening because last year I made them with butter because chow hound people said oh yeah you could use butter instead of shortening but they didn't come out no, right just, so i yeah. think i just gotta i gotta bite the bullet and just, do shortening yeah even though i know that's not an ideal um one meal you can do it and the one thing that my family eats that i don't think a lot of people eat is creamed onions yep that one's not on my list creamed onions which i like them with some peas like they, they can be next to each other that's another thing you know how people are like some people, you can, things can't touch. Yes. Things can touch on my plate because I have to do everything, but there's certain things I want touching other things. And the peas, <laughs> the peas can touch the creamed onions on one side and the mashed potatoes okay. on the other so side. Okay, so you have to compartmentalize it by type. I got But it. they can, they can, certain foods can mix. Okay. And I'm trying to think, is there anything else? We have pickle, like little, those little like pickle type things. We, we have a little pickle tray. Okay. I don't know where that came from. Which I think I have to pick some up. And gravy. Of course. You have to have the gravy. And then for pies, 
which we'll get to. I asked on our social media what the acceptable, because we only have four pie eaters out of the six, because two have six, dietary restrictions. Four? Oh my gosh. So how many pies are you making? I'm making four. One pie person. I like pecan, the ratio. Pecan is my favorite. Oh, that's A- nice. Apple is my dad's favorite. Yeah. Pumpkin is my brother's favorite. My daughter doesn't have a favorite yet, but I want an excuse to make chocolate cream. Okay. And I I don't make my own pie crust. That's a shortcut. I just buy the, the frozen yeah, deep I dish. Yeah, I struggle with that one. And they come in two packs, so I might as well not let that one pie crust go to waste. Okay. So I'm going to make there chocolate cream. That's the... Okay. And I think we serve apple cider during dinner. Like, like cider. That. Do you warm it up or is it just cold? No, just cold. That's a nice, I like that. I feel a like nice that was a drink. Sullivan family thing. We tended That's to have cool. cider with I like our. That one. one time, my, my grandma Sullivan saved leftover cider from Thanksgiving by Christmas. It was. No, oh. <laughs> That's more like wine at that point. Yeah. My grandmother, grew, my grandmother grew up during the Depression. I get it. I don't know if that's the GI generation. I'm not sure what generation she was part of. Maybe if she had frozen it, it would have lasted. I I don't don't know. know. If you're going to do cider at both Christmas and Thanksgiving, just buy 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 some fresh. Don't save it. So you've got the four pies. What else? I think that my aunt and my mother eat pound cake. Okay. My grandmother forced me to eat pound cake a lot in my life, so I'm I'm content not to eat pound cake. Gotcha. So I think that that is... So that's the Sullivan family spread. Yes. We okay. do get ice cream, and I might make like whip, whipped cream for the chocolate cream pie. Nice. Then I think, yeah, I think that is the Sullivan spread. <laughs> the Sullivan Crowley McKim spread, I should say. Yes, and I have the Zinke Ackerman Stickney spread on my side. Oh, okay. and Novello. So, yeah, we got a bunch of last names over here going Now, on. Italian? Novello. Is that Italian or like uh... Portuguese? I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, if you're Italian, are you going to have, like, lasagna? No, not Italian. Um, so we've got, uh, we do the rolls, the turkey, the stuffing, the green beans, the potatoes, the cranberry sauce. Um, we're going to do probably uh, brown sugar, some carrots for the kids. Ooh. Hopefully that will go over well. Um, and then... That sounds um, delicious. We always get, so Larry's Pastry used to be the bakery here in Ellsworth for generations amazing stuff and their baker um is over at friends and family on the north side of ellsworth now so i always call them up and order the rolls my grandmother used to buy oh that's nice so we always get their butter rolls and so i have it on order i'm gonna pick them up Um, now how many rolls are you ordering well so there's gonna be i think 10 of us so i order three dozen you um, know, I'm not sure that's enough. My brain ADD moments. Do you remember that old TV show where kid just the ten of us? Oh yeah, that just made when you said there's gonna be ten of us. It just my brain started thinking just the ten of us. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, ADD moments. No, no, I was like, wait a minute, I remember that show. TGIF. Yes. Hello. <laughs> so the one thing we're having that you're not is honey baked ham. Ooh, I, yes, that's good. I, I, I like options. Yep, I get one from work, so that always comes with me. Okay. So you can have turkey or ham. And part of that is because uh, my grandmother, we don't know if it was a true allergy or an aversion, she couldn't eat poultry. Huh. So Thanksgiving was always here in this, in Studio Z growing up, and we never had a full turkey at dinner, Thanksgiving dinner. And this gets into kind of 
family traditions and stuff that we'll talk about. Actually, this might be a good segue. Um, so let me just circle back and say our pie options, apple, pumpkin, and my traditional black bomb pie, which I'm going to talk about later on as my favorite. And um, Can I ask a question to your grandmother? Was yes. she Southern? She was Southern. I've also heard, and I could be wrong, that having ham at Thanksgiving is more of a Southern really? thing. Because awesome. I feel like everybody I know on Facebook that's in the South, you see ham and turkey when they put pictures of their oh. plate, but it's not as common up okay. here. It's not completely unheard of, but it's not as common. Well, we're the... I know this is totally off the beam path. Were the pork farmers more Southern-based? Do you think maybe just originally the, the pigs were raised in the Southern I West? I have absolutely no idea. And, I mean, we have wild turkeys up here, so that might make more. I don't know. That I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so my, my grandmother never made a full turkey at Thanksgiving. And so I grew up having, you know, like a slab of sliced turkey on a plate, and that was it. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s that I roasted a full turkey for the first uh-huh. time. And, of course, since then we've Does anyone fight over the drumstick? No, but my kids want to do a wishbone. That's always a problem. Huh. Is who's, who's doing wishbones? So, um, what is your favorite dish out of everything? Probably stuffing. I do love stuffing. I'm, I'm with stuffing. You. I do love stuffing. It's funny because I always favored it out of the bird because it was moist. Yeah. And I'm still okay. You've got to just temperature. There's like that skit from um, West Wing when he calls up. Oh, getting... he I always by play that line, right? Yes. I and I always, that. Brian always put that on Facebook the week of Thanksgiving. And since he's passed, oh, I nice. put it on Facebook. That's and I say great. he's not here to do it. The I Butterball remember. Hotline. So, but I, I do understand the concern. But I used to prefer that over what was in the dish because we always have leftover in the dish because the dish would be crusty but i've since learned when i make stuffing the brian way i put the grease from the meat into the stuffing and then water and if it's moist enough you don't get the crust see i I love it in the dish i like the extra crunchiness on the edge of it so you do like that i'm okay with that and i just ah putting stuffing in the turkey and then having all of that raw juice drip on it while it's cooking i just but you cook it long enough i know i just can't bring myself to do it though (laughs) personal preference i just can't well to each their own exactly and i i love stuffing but i have to say my personal favorite is my black bottom pie what is black bottom so i dug out the recipe because this is something my grandmother used to make for us every sunday because you know once i I get my new house here i'm doing friendsgiving maybe we'll do it maybe we will do it on canadian thanksgiving oh that'd be fun because it's columbus day or indigenous people's day in maine yeah, that would be so much fun. We but it's before the craziness of the holidays. Yes. Um, so this is from the Toll House Heritage Cookbook, which my this was my grandmother's. And I pulled it up. I'm even looking at what edition this is. This was copyrighted in 1980. And there's a recipe called Black Bomb Pie, which is basically a meringue pie. And it's got a graham cracker crust and a thick chocolate meringue layer. And then a, a vanilla layer on top is made with gelatin. Back in the day, um, when my grandmother made it, she would whip up egg whites, and it has raw egg white in it. Now, we don't do those things anymore, so I've managed to modify this recipe so that I slowly make the meringue in 
um, a high enough temperature water bath slowly that it, it's cooked um, as I'm making it. So I don't have to worry about the whole raw egg issue because I don't want to make anyone sick on Thanksgiving. But it's just a really good, because um, I'm not a fan of chocolate cream pie. I love chocolate, love cream, but it's too, I don't know, it's too milky for me. I will tell you, I use, I know my family that was always chocolate cream pie on my mom's side. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to my grandmother. I don't know what she used, if it was just pudding, but I use a recipe from, she's a blogger, but she has cookbooks, but Homesick Texan. Hmm. Okay. She um, has a chocolate cream. It's oh. kind of a more, it's not just pudding and a thing. It's a little more involved, nice. but it's okay, really like good. Yeah. It was her grandmother's. The, the cheap pudding in a thing, and then you put the cool up on top. I'm sorry. I know. No, if I make whipped cream, it's going to be from real cream I that's been whipped. I love real whipped cream. I love it. Oh you my know. Gosh. No, I, I agree. There's something to be said. that Although here I am, green bean casserole is going to be the, the oh, stuff in the Hey, can. we do that too, because it's what we're used to. Speaking of weird traditions versus reality, jarred, jellied, or real cranberry sauce? From the can. Hello. <laughs> See, but my mom, we have some cranberries around, and my mom will pick cranberries to make fresh cranberry sauce. I'm not opposed to having it. I just like a little slither off of the... We don't even... we. And I was reading an, an, an article this week about the most hated sides. Yeah. And, of course, the ones I like are the most hated. And they're like, some people have it from the can, and they don't even mash it up. And I'm like, why would you mash it up? <laughs> See, I think it's good, especially for leftovers. You can just do a little slice and put it on your sandwich. See, I'm not a big fan of the cranberry sauce but either see, way. growing up, my mom's side, we had the, the jarred. My dad's side, we had both because my Uncle Peter would only wanted the actual yeah. cranberry. So there was there was the real stuff, but then there also was the, the jelly jar. We do both. So, I will and bet. I'll be honest, I'm the kind of person... You can't have too much food at Thanksgiving. If there's something somebody likes that you're not making, just bring it, you know. Yeah. The more food, the better, you know. Bring, if you like it, bring it, you okay. know. Okay with that. So. So, do um, we want to talk about, since we were just talking yes. about pies. You I, had some I, stuff you looked up. Well, I did have that too, but let's oh, talk okay. about the pies Okay, go, go for it. Which... Um, so you, is this where you asked how many pies is too many? Yes. Okay. I was curious because it's just like we have four people and I wanted to make four different pies. So, so though I will tell you Facebook memories. Yeah. Because Thanksgiving's late this year has shown me one year we did have four pies. I had extra apples so I, and we had four crusts so I made two apple pies. So I, I'm not going actually, out on the brink but I had asked, I said your help is, no that's a different one. That's the, the, the Don Navy one that. I actually... Which we'll get to that. I I said, I'm reading the correct post now. How many pies are too many for four people? Asking for a friend, dot, dot, dot. And on Instagram, I had to laugh. Well, so my friend Melissa says, is there such a such thing as too many pies uh, is the better question. Hmm. Now, yeah. I had to laugh because two separate people, my friend Kim and my friend Brittany, had said... And this is totally a Mean Girls reference, too. They both said, the limit does not exist. Because in Mean Girls, she was a mathlete. And she was coming up with, like, she was in a contest. I don't think I have to say spoiler alert, because Mean Girls is, like, 20 years old. 
she was in the in a math competition. She's like, the limit doesn't exist. The limit doesn't exist. So I had to laugh because two separate people said the limit doesn't exist. I like it. <laughs> then I asked. I also asked the question on Facebook. I know my response while you're pulling up was I I went with five because I figure five sample slices will fit nicely on a plate. And I feel like once you get the five varieties, what you're adding on is just something that's similar to what you already have. We'll, we'll get to that in okay. a minute. Well, see, it's funny because I never would have thought to put them all on one plate. Oh, yeah. We do sample flowers at my place. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, I eat my, my favorite first and then my second. What's your favorite? My favorite's pecan. And probably oh, chocolate right. cream. The good chocolate cream is yes, good. Yes, good chocolate cream. Pumpkin and apple, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Pumpkin's last on my list. Although I have a fantastic recipe from America's Test Kitchen. has an amazing way of doing pumpkin pie that you basically, um, you cook the egg and the pumpkin first, you puree the whole thing, and then bake it so it's like half cooked first. The smoothest texture pumpkin pie you'll ever huh. hear. So if you can find that recipe, folks, use that one for pumpkin pie. It's amazing. Yeah, I just use whatever's on the can. <laughs> so Laura Lee says, never too many. This is a trick question. Okay. Then you said, yep. you're thinking five, five. max. Yep. Um, Leanne says, I don't understand these words. <laughs> I love it. And then my friend Chantal, who she's American and lives in Canada, so I okay. wonder if she's doing two Thanksgivings. Hey, do two, two of them if you can. She, hers was the most thought out. Okay. After, well, with yours, yours and hers. Let's hear it. Yeah. It just says, Nine. A two-pie, nine is too many. Okay. And she goes, a two-pie maximum per person is the upper limit for reasonable. I, I like that. Two-pie limit. Now, how many days are we spread this out over? You said it was three days, It possibly, depends. Are you only seeing letters? your relatives for one day or? Yeah, and see. It's see, we, we get several days of eating the last And how long do they stay good for? If they stay good for like an apple pie, you could probably stretch to four days, so... How many pieces of pie per person, per day? We could get very scientific yeah, about Yeah, and you're not going to. <laughs> and we're not going to. So to segue yeah. into, I, I was looking up a few different articles. Um, and I got one, the most popular Thanksgiving pies in the country this Ooh. year, based on where okay. you live and how old you are. Let's hear it. This is from delish.com. Okay. And then, um, it's not that long of an article, maybe I'll just read. At Thanksgiving, everyone has a different tradition their family swears by. Maybe for you, it's cooking up jerk turkey, crafting cornbread stuffing, saying grace before dinner, or decorating Christmas cookies after dinner. But no matter where we're from, or how deep-rooted our traditions are, we can all agree that pie has to be a part of the equation. But which pie taste, takes first prize in America on Turkey Day? This year, it comes as no surprise to Delish editors that a national survey revealed pumpkin as the reigning champ. That makes sense. Yeah. At 36%, it's more than double the runner-up pecan. Oh, hey, yours is second? Yeah. I would not have guessed that. I would have said apple after pumpkin. No, number number three is apple. Okay, number three is apple. Okay, I'm not too far Because then they have a chart. Okay. And it looks like pumpkin's 36%, pecan's 15%, apple's 14%. Okay. Sweet potato is 10%, Ooh, which I no. don't know if that's a southern. That's a southern thing. It's got to be. No, um, no, thank you. Number five at 8% is chocolate. Okay. Then cherry at 5%. Cherry. Which is, yeah. Would not have gone there. Okay. Next one, because they don't list the numbers, so 
is I could see this being a main thing, and I have enough in my freezer, but I don't think anyone will eat it. Is blueberry. Okay. Yeah. And then lemon meringue at 4%. Mm, that's um, Strawberry at 2%. And nope. 3% for other. I can't believe chocolate was at 5 and strawberry was at 3 No, no, no. That's no, <laughs> strawberry was 3%. Chocolate yeah. was 8%. Oh, 8%. Still, I'm like, really? I don't know what sweet potato pie would taste like. Oh, no thanks. Um, not a, I and then sweet potato was more of like a side. I don't know. I'm not very good with sweet potato pie, I'll admit. And Amy and I are very, Amy's part Southern through her grandmother, but yep. we're very New England girls. We're, yeah, we're New Englanders. In a Western portion, in the Western portion of the country, okay. pumpkin pie is most popular, clocking yes. in at 46% of the South. Okay. Of the vote. But it's least popular in the South, where it is only favored by 30% of participants. Hmm. Additionally, 39% of Midwesterners and 33% of Northeasterners prefer it. American okay. second favorite pecan and third choice apple were most popular with Gen X, while traditional pumpkin pie is most popular with baby boomers and seniors. Okay. so And then it says, in comparison, only 32% of millennials picked pumpkin. <laughs> There's your okay boomer moment. <laughs> and then it <laughs> just finishes up saying, Meanwhile, the least popular pies at Thanksgiving are lemon meringue at four percent, blueberry at four percent, and strawberry two percent. Makes sense since these are typically summertime sweets. That does make sense, actually. Yeah. But we really want to know which pies are you baking on this big day. And then oh. it says follow Delish on Instagram, which I did. Okay, there you go. So that's interesting. Okay, I would not have thought the alternate chocolate would have been so low. Yeah. Sorry, I'm stuck on that because to me that's that's my go-to is always a chocolate pie. But I understand it's not traditional and so many of these dishes we don't really cook very often except at your traditional Thanksgiving meal. So, oh, speaking oh, of which. Oh, wait, I lost one of my links. Well, while you're looking up, let me ask you a while you're cooking question. Okay. While you're cooking, do you watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade? I like to. Um, my mother's not into it, but we always watched it when I was a young kid. So mm -hmm. I don't know if we're... We, I feel like we, we always go back and forth. I mean, it's fun when you have a kid and this balloon. Yes. Though I saw that the wind is going to be really oh, bad this no, year. Really? That they might not be oh, able to geez. fly some. That's but at the fun. same side, I feel like they say that every year. Like, they're always like, we don't know. There could be wind. I think they flew last year pretty low. I know there's, like, the, the regular setting, there's a super low setting, and then there's a no balloon setting. Okay, I found my link. Okay. Now, this is by the HuffPost. Okay. The most popular Thanksgiving dish in every state. Ooh, what's me? Well, this is what's funny. Though you did bring it up, so hmm. we don't have it on my table, but... Maine, they have a map of all the states okay. with a little picture and it tells you Maine and New Hampshire both have roasted carrots, which do sound delicious, we just don't. I would never The oven that. space is very, so, that's prime real estate when I'm cooking. Yes, so we side dishes, right? Yes. Most popular side dishes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you name us, well. What about you all in Massachusetts originally? Well, Massachusetts, that's the thing, the most savory, it says sides at the top, but it says roasted turkey for Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, huh. Pennsylvania, a lot of the Northeast. Okay, so, that makes sense. I'm confused by this. I lived in New York for 10 years, but salad is Vermont. Salad? New Hampshire. Who brings salad to Thanksgiving? I don't know. You don't do salad? <laughs> 
Apparently they do. Well, there again, that's a summertime available vegetable. When you think about Thanksgiving, you think about more of the traditional foods, you're talking about the root vegetable time of year because that's late harvest, what they would have had available, and corn and things like that. So I'm puzzled by the salad thing. What is kind of funny, so you start to look at this map and you go down south. Okay. And you see um, sweet potato casserole. And then, oh, this is another debate. Dressing. You know, people say stuffing oh, or dressing. And dressing, dressing is, is what's in the pan. Stuffing yep. is what's in the bird. Exactly. You go out Midwest, you start to see green bean casserole. Okay. Deviled eggs, which we don't have, Deviled but I like. Eggs. I think we have those as an appetizer. And then you stuff. go out West, yams. Interesting. Um, mashed potatoes. Gravy in Washington State. So it's just a funny map. And then they have um, desserts. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> which Maine had pumpkin chocolate chip cookies, which kind of threw me off because huh. everywhere else it's pie and we have yeah, chocolate chip that? cookies. The, this must be a re- one of those um, reader responded polls that probably... No, it's Google search. Really? Interesting. Okay. Because, I mean, you see a lot of pecan in the south. You see brownies in like the upper Midwest. Brownies? Really? Pumpkin pie out west. Although I did do my uh, mocha frosted brownies two years ago because the kids like the mocha. But it was just funny because, I mean, I, I love the idea of pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. It does but sound I delicious. Don't, I don't but make them. No, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that was that prevalent up here, honestly. Yeah. So we should get going here because we got to wrap up and get our well, kids in Well, I here. do have one more Okay, article go ahead. That I thought would be amusing. All right. That maybe I'll just read so I don't have to say my thoughts. Oh, no, go ahead. It's from numerator.com. This is Who's Bringing What to Thanksgiving Dinner? A oh, generational yeah. look at Thanksgiving yes, buying that's behavior. Right. I want to hear this. It says generational differences in buying behavior and consumer preferences are undeniable. Baby boomers might prefer brands that millennials do not. Yeah. And Gen Xers likely have different needs than Gen Zers simply because of their stage of life. Okay. How do these differences in attitudes, preferences, and buying power translate to occasion-based shopping, particularly as it relates to Thanksgiving? Okay, so what do we got? Um, it says baby boomers. I'm skipping down. Hear them roar. Gobble, gobble. Bo- boomers were 1.6 times more likely to purchase a turkey than any other generation. Makes sense. Very traditional. Yeah. Yes. It says, as in the case of most categories and occasions, the baby boomer generation accounted for the largest portion of grocery spending in the weeks leading to Thanksgiving in 2018. Which makes sense because they're boomers. A lot of them are grandparents. They're hosting the meals. They're having the kids home. Yeah, you're right. Their buying power is significant, and catering to this generation's needs and preferences is still a recipe for immediate wins. Fittingly, baby boomers were the poster children for Thanksgiving shoppers, according to our data. High-income married boomers living in the suburbs, if we're getting specific. Hmm. Then says Gen X, late to the party, ready to party. 1.3 times more likely to purchase cocktails and mixers. (laughs) Well, we're going to have to go home to mom and dad. We might as well have some alcohol with it. Gen Xers made up the second largest portion, 31.4% of Thanksgiving grocery spend. Okay. They were also the most likely to make last-minute purchases either the day before or the day of Thanksgiving. 40% of Thanksgiving shoppers participate in their last-minute purchasing, and 71% of these trips were small, containing less than 10 items. 
Okay. Interestingly, 57% of these last minute buyers also made a larger 21 plus item grocery trip within the preceding week, which, oh, that's going to still be me. I always forget the butter. I've already bought the bulk of stuff, but I'm buying the like perishable stuff when I get to my brother's. Yep. Um, which indicates they may have forgotten something or that they were purchasing fresh products for more immediate consumption. I I fit the stereotype. According to numerator psychographics data, compared to the average Thanksgiving shopper, Gen X Thanksgiving shoppers were slightly less likely to make grocery lists or to check ads. Yeah. And slightly more likely to make impulse buys. Who has time? (laughs) (laughs) Though these differences are small, the lack of planning ahead may at least partially explain the propensity for last-minute buying among the group. Millennials. Uh-oh. Turkey, but make it vegan. 1.8% oh, no. more likely to purchase meat alternatives. Okay, yeah. Our next largest group of consumers is millennials, who made up 23.7% of Thanksgiving grocery spending last year. As their affinity for alternative meats might suggest, this group is nearly twice as likely to be vegan or vegetarian than the average Thanksgiving buyer, according to our psycho- psychographics yeah. data. Okay. They are also more likely to seek natural or organic foods and to consider themselves very committed to the organic movement. Yeah. As one might expect, this group spent a large portion of their grocery dollar on fruits and vegetables and less on traditional meat compared to other generations. Hmm. This is, many big brands that typically shine during the holidays didn't seem to resonate with millennials, Perhaps because of health-related offerings or shifting tastes. Millennials spent less of their grocery dollars on Campbell's, Pillsbury, or McCormick okay. than the average Thanksgiving shopper, shopper over-indexing instead on Tyson, Quaker, and private label. Interesting. Then seniors, just a small slice of pie for them. 1.3% more likely to purchase pies, cobblers, creams, and flans. Huh. Seniors may have accounted for... spend last Thanksgiving, but they didn't go unnoticed. In true MVP fashion, seniors are more likely to purchase a variety of sweet treats than other generations. Pies, dessert breads, pastries, and whipped cream toppings. It's safe to say that this is the sweetest generation of all. That's interesting. I wonder why. And then the last Gen Z. Okay. But it says, were they supposed to bring something? (laughs) They're not old enough to bring anything. 1.2% times more likely to purchase snack mix. Okay. Last and also least was Gen Z with 2.7% of spend. Many of Gen Zers said they were rarely involved with cooking responsibility in their households and they were far less likely to be engaged with cooking activities across the board. As other generations ramped up spending on various components of a typical Thanksgiving feast, Gen Z over-indexed on snack categories and energy drinks. Oh, jeez. So. That's that's fascinating though. Yeah, that's the the breakdown there, huh? So, why don't we well on our end take a pause though? This won't be a pause well, before for you guys. we bring in oh. the girls. So, I want to know what you're thankful for this year before well, the kids oh come in. Oh gosh, just in case is... you get a little teary. Uh, what are you thankful for this year, Carrie? Gosh, this is such a loaded question. I was going through Facebook memories today, and it, this was Thanksgiving yeah. in 2016, yes. and I was writing about how, you know, Brian passed August of that year, and it was the first day, it was 11 p.m. as I was typing this, I said, I always wondered when the first day was going to be that I didn't cry. Usually I don't make it past 9 a.m., but it's 11 p.m. right now, and I might just make it, you know, Aww. and I was just thankful for my friends and family, and 
I guess I'm just, I'm grateful I'm still here and, you know, I'm a survivor and I know that like the change in my life is still unfolding and I don't know where I'm going to wind up, but I'm grateful for, you know, the friends in my life that have been with me through everything. And I'm awesome. here. I know. I'm getting all emotional. <laughs> I know. This is why I did this before. What the about you? I'm thankful for so much stuff. You know, healthy kids in my life that I get to enjoy and the family that surround me and my friends and getting to do podcasting with you, which mm-hmm. is a totally new experience. And just, what a fun experience. I, it is. And just having a, a circle of friends, you know, sometimes it's a little smaller than I want it to be, but... It's, it's nice feeling the support and the love from people, um, you know, through all the changes that we go through constantly in our lives. And being able to open up and have these adventures and try new things is so nice. And to be living in a country where we're free to do some of this stuff. So it's, it's, it's all good. So I think we should go grab some kiddos and see how crazy we can make the last few minutes of our podcast. Oh what do you boy, think? I okay. think we should do it. I'm going to pause for a second. Let's go get them. All right. All right. Okay, so we're back with kiddos, and so Maddie gets to go first. Maddie, what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? Turkey. Turkey. I love it. <laughs> so is that your favorite food? Is that also your favorite food? Your favorite Thanksgiving food, or do you have another favorite thing you eat at Thanksgiving? Um... You just love turkey? Um, I love the peas. And peas? That's a good one. What about pie? Do you have a favorite pie? Pumpkin pie. Pumpkin, Pumpkin pie. Nice. <laughs> and Maddie, what are you thankful for this year? Can you think of something um, you're thankful for? I'm thankful for my mom. Oh, Aww. I love that. That's nice one, Maddie. <laughs> so, Joy Joy, you get to go next. What's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? Um, I get to see that you get to see your family. And what's your favorite thing that we eat at Thanksgiving? Probably turkey. Turkey? Pudding. We have pudding at Thanksgiving? I didn't know that. Turkey. And what are you thankful for this year, Joy? I'm thankful that I get to spend it with my family. That's awesome. Hey, Hopi, what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? That we spend time from the past to journeys long ago from our families. Uh-huh. And what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know what your favorite Thanksgiving food is? I don't have a favorite. Food? You don't have a favorite? That's okay. You like all of it? Yeah. And Hopi, what are you thankful <laughs> for this year? I'm thankful that I, that I have cousins and family and friends. That's awesome. Well, girls, we thank you for sharing with us about Thanksgiving. And, Miss Carrie, anything else you want to say before we head out? No, we just hope that our listeners have a great Thanksgiving. And a safe traveling if you're traveling. And enjoy your favorite foods. Exactly. And hopefully and time with your family and friends. Yeah. And hopefully we haven't made you too hungry, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Take care, everyone.